Hello, I'm Nate, and welcome to Psych for Today, a podcast that helps you understand the psychology behind events, situations, and people in our world today. Well, if you find yourself sparring with your teen, like the parents in the movie This Is 40, psychologist Lisa Damore says, don't panic. That's because fighting can be an important part of your child's development. This morning on the New York Times website, Damore writes that how conflict is handled at home can impact a teen's mental health and the quality of their relationships. She's the author of Untangled, Guiding Teenage Girls Through the Seven Transitions. Hey, everyone. So today we're going to be talking about the biggest issues in parent-teenager relationships uh, and some of those issues that really get in the way of teenagers and parents getting along, of teenagers and parents communicating well, and really of parents being able to parent um, a teenager well. And just for definition's sake, uh, when I say teenager, I mean individuals from 10, 11, 12 to about 18, 19, 20. So that real uh, second decade uh, of a child's life and a second decade uh, of a parenting uh, experience for, for those raising a teenager. So let's get into uh, these issues that get in the way of parents and teenagers getting along, and hopefully by the end of this uh, you have some food for thought to think about as you work on your parenting relationship with your teenager, or if you're a teenager, your relationship with your parent. So first is, uh, in a teenager-parent relationship, there's often a lot of assuming going on. There's often a lot of assuming going on. And what I mean by that is parents can often fall into a pattern, and teenagers as well, of assuming the worst about the other individual. Many times a dynamic between a parent and a teenager really becomes uh, more like a guardianship or like a bad cop, good cop situation, where whenever the teenager and the parent are talking or hanging out, it tends to be very uh, much based on moral issues and not so much based on relational issues. And so, for instance, uh, I've met a lot of parents who, every time they talk to a kid, it's basically like, here's what you're doing wrong, here's what you need to work on, and the next time we talk, I'm just going to be following up on what you did wrong and what you need to work on. Which really creates this precedence, this expectation in the relationship that what we have going on here is not really a relationship. You're just more like a security guard, you're more like a guardian uh, who's just making sure that, that I obey the rules and obey what I need to do. And then parents get really surprised when their teenagers say, listen, I can't really talk to you. I can't really open up to you. Uh, but if the parents really thought about it, they would realize, hey, you know, every time my teenager tries to open up to me, I kind of react. I kind of get all moralistic uh, and I get, I get very accusatory and I just start taking out, you know, uh, uh, the spoon, you know, rather than sitting down, empathetically listening empathetically talking um, with, with my teenager. Second is to know that in the parent-teenager relationship, you can often fall into a situation where uh, either the teenager thinks the parent's issues are silly, but more likely than not, the parent thinks the teenager's uh, issues are, are, are silly. And so it is really hard when you're sitting with a teenager and you hear them talking about their little relationships at school, and you hear them talking about the things that, that worry them, to really take it seriously. Especially if you're a single parent or especially if you're a parent who's, you know, doing, caring for their kids all day and then sitting down to look at their financial information and realizing, oh my gosh, you know, we have so many issues coming our way. And then you sit down with your 
with your kid and they're talking about silly little school stuff. But it's important to remember that for a teenager, this is a crucial time in their life. Many times parents forget that teenagers are like, kids in general actually, are like a blank canvas. And for the first time in their life, they're getting pictures painted on that canvas. And those pictures are things like rules for how we interact, expectations for boys or girls that I want to date, uh, dreams and aspirations, appropriate expectations for, for culture, motivating, why should I care, why, what, what purpose should I have in life. And what can often happen is that a parent misses the fact that a teenager is going through a learning experience, is going through a learning experience. And so things are coming at them at 100 miles an hour, and they don't really know what to do with them, and they're feeling really overwhelmed by them. But oftentimes parents can kind of sit from their position and be like, I've already figured out this all out. I realize this is all just pretty silly, and I already know what's, what's worth paying attention to and what's not worth paying attention to. Can't you just get over it? Can't you just, you know, move past it like I have? But again, parents fail to empathize with where the teenager's at, which is, hey, I'm in the middle of it. I'm in the middle of learning all this stuff. This stuff is all really real to me. And unfortunately, if parents don't take that seriously. If they don't see it, a teenager can grow up developing a lot of dysfunctions because they didn't get a chance uh, to, to experience and go through what they needed to go through in order to, to kind of learn what they needed to learn because there was a parent somewhere along the line kind of just saying, that's silly, I don't really have time for that, um, or just kind of assuming the worst, that's really dumb. The last issue in the parenting-teenager relationship, and again, this really does fall more on the parent, is that parents oftentimes think that their kid is the problem, uh, and, and they struggle to take a moment to kind of Think about how they may be the problem. And again, you know, for parents, it's important to remember that your kid is is, is a canvas. You know, they're, they're being painted uh, for the first time by their experiences. They're figuring um, everything out for the first time. They're, they're, they're blank and, and, and they're growing and they're learning. And it is pretty, uh, it's a pretty big stretch uh, to, to assume that, that a teenager who is just kind of learning everything uh, for the first time, could truly be the source of all their own issues, the source of all their own problems. It's kind of like saying, wow, look at this landscape. I wonder what happened to it. And then believing that weather isn't a thing. <laughs> it would be like walking into a desert and saying, yeah, I don't really believe in, in weather, uh, but boy, look at this landscape. This, this landscape must have really done it to itself. This desert must have really made itself uh, so dry without ever considering the fact that, oh, maybe there's a weather system and, and it blocks rain from getting to this desert. And that's why we have a dry desert. So with this last uh, uh, issue that happens in a parenting-child relationship, we're really getting into uh, missing the, the power that parents have in, in influencing uh, uh, their child and shaping who they are, and then oftentimes the child can actually just be a, a litmus test, you know, and, and, and a child can be a symptom of what a parent may be experiencing or going through or needing to, to kind of change. So I hope those three uh, uh, ideas help you as you kind of think about, boy, what's wrong in my relationship with my teenager? And again, these things really could, could you, you, you could use a counselor to really work on these things. You could use a support group to really work on these things. These things can tend to be really hard to kind of work on on your own. 
And so, hope that's some good food for thought, and I'll see you next time. Hey, thanks so much for listening to Psyched for today. For more podcasts or videos, visit ncwebster.com or subscribe at Apple Podcasts at Psych for Today.